Welcome back once again. You with Success Speak, the podcast. Your favorite coach and host, Coach Cal B. Hey, thank you for listening. You know where you at, anchor.fm, the app. Make sure you let other folks know. Download it. That's how they can listen to the show, participate in the show. Leave me a voice message on the show. All right, make sure you got some clarity to it. Ask a great question. Leave a great comment. I might be able to add it to the show. All right. As usual, I have another, another, another special guest a uh, good friend. And as you know, my first interviews, as you can kind of tell, uh, I'm talking with a lot of folks who I've been wanting to talk to. Uh, we've been wanting to talk out loud and have some kind of candid coach conversations. Um, this gentleman is coming on the air today. Good friend of mine out of the Bay Area. Um, and we got a unique situation because he was in football and came over to basketball. Yes. And was running as a small organization out of his hometown uh we about to get into it introducing today my good friend and brother marco bynum of bynum elite athletics and uh we're gonna get into it man how you doing today pretty good man thanks for having me today man of course of course man uh but we've been we were, we're just gonna jump right into it man uh so we can get to your history uh and folks get to find out where you've been coaching at how you've been coaching what got you into coaching so uh where are you from first off man? um from a little town called Pittsburgh, California, about 20, 30 minutes away from Oakland. Small city, just now really getting on the map. Famous for a lot of talent. A lot of talent. But uh, the city doesn't really usually get the recognition that it deserves for the talent that it produces. Now, now your background in ball, you, you play ball coming up. I mean, first of all, you came from Pitt, out in Pittsburgh. Y'all, y'all are very famous for y'all football, y'all athletics now you you ball when you was at pit high yes okay what 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 you play uh i played football uh, all the way up until my sophomore sophomore year uh played a little baseball up until my sophomore year uh you know a lot of mostly more of the city sports thing more of, of a high school thing you know the city sport thing was was real big and at the time when I was going to Pitt, they weren't as much on the map as they are now. Yeah. So the city sports situation was a little, at the time, uh, uh, more bigger, actually, than the, than the high school scene. Now, you say your city sports and, and high schools, I like uh, like how we have our city league at the house in Stockton. Right? We have our own league outside of, and then this is school league. So exactly, exactly. Now, what kind of impact playing ball and being involved in sports, what kind of impact that have on you? Because um, you really you coach a lot of ball. There's a lot of kids I got the chance to meet as a result of you coaching them. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, coming up in a small inner city, uh, kind of similar to a lot of a lot of the guys that 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 use sports as a as an outlet. Me being similar to that, sports was a was an outlet. I grew up in a, a small house that was very religious, so you know that. That aspect of life was really forced on me at a young age. So sports was just an outlet, so to speak, to become who I needed to be socially and, you know, grow as a guy, basically. Then you fast forward that and your kids, everybody plays some form of something. Yeah. A ball. Like, like and, and uh, you know, and as y'all hear in other in- interviews, I'm alluding to something because my guy, young <laughs> Bub, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 when uh, we got a chance to finally meet. Um, it was from another player I worked with. His mom brought us together. Right. And I tell you folks, like, it's a lot of spirit in the game. Uh, I don't advertise what I do in terms of, like, we don't, 
put out flyers. Most of the cats I work with, we don't put out flyers. We don't put out signs. It's a recommendation from one parent or a player that bring another player to practice or to a workout and be like, hey, coach, I want you to meet so-and-so. So that's really how we met was exactly. a player and a parent was like, hey, I got somebody that you need to meet. You know what I'm saying? And uh, y'all should work together because I think y'all will work well together. Exactly. You was doing football doing at the football. time. Yeah. Um, but not just doing football. You you uh, you would tell me story how how yo how you were doing football versus how everybody else was doing football. Can you kind of break that down? Because uh, 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 you always tell me like, I was doing it with these cats, and when I came out here, nobody was ready for the way it was being done. Yeah, you well, know, and that's a, and we're talking about sports business now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, in two thousand and six and seven, I was living in, actually in San Antonio, Texas. And I was coaching with a, with a small organization out there who end up being the organization that the guys from Friday Night Tykes coached out of. So a year before the show took off, I was actually coaching in that league. So when I got back to California, uh, as everybody knows, football is religion in Texas. Uh, I was kind of on a different hype. I had a lot of, you know, kind of, I don't want to say new ideas, but I had a lot of things going on in my head that just wasn't going on in California. So they were technically new to what was going on out here. Yeah, they were new to California. They were new to my area, you know what I mean? Because I had, like I said, I had just came from a state in the area where football was religion. And like what aspects of it was different? I mean, I know from just traveling when I went out there, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought we was at the park playing football. They... No, no. I, like I said, uh, in Texas, football is where they eat, sleep, and breathe football. I can remember the first couple of weeks of my youngest son's, my oldest son's first practice. Uh, man, the guys blocked for a month, <laughs> man, for a straight month. They did nothing else but blocking for Straight blocking, yeah. See. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to ask the coach, hey, man, we got a game. We go run some plays. Straight blocking. Quarterbacks, kickers, punters, they didn't care. Everybody straight blocking. You know what I mean? So just their aspect of learning the game at that time was, was different for me. Now, when uh, I hear that, because that's part of the reason why my boys ain't played there, because just what how they teach how cats be teaching I just don't respond to right uh, yet when they'll get with you and this is the truth like Kadeem will get around you and it's instant you know and I noticed that with other guys that I have in football that really know how to teach the game he respond to that how important has the teaching aspect what you learned in Texas impacted like how kids respond to you out here in California um, it probably is is 75% of the teaching style that I have is that I learned from those coaches and those teachers in that area because more so now here where repetition has replaced passion their passion is first so uh, as you know you know a lot of a lot of the organizations a lot of parents a lot of kids see passion and I use passion to motivate yeah yeah now, kind of go forward when we connect. <clears throat> you were part of organization uh, Darius Jones Foundation, um, small, uh, <coughs> right there in the neighborhood in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, <coughs> with uh, Martin Luther King Junior High School. You know, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful, 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 beautiful situation. 
Um, but a special situation too, because uh, Darius Jones was just, and, and every time we would go somewhere, I would, I would explain to people uh, the whole story behind Darius Jones and kind of go into that and how that began and how you got involved with that. Uh, to, to move to move up a few years in in 2012, I was finishing up um, my youth football coaching uh, career, so to speak, and uh, a friend of mine. Uh, named Jason Stinson was coaching with a new organization called Darius Jones Foundation that had just been started that year. Um, a, a lady by the name of Monique Bradley um, had a son who had attended De La Salle High School and had had a cardiac arrest uh, the year prior to that playing basketball and uh, uh, end up being deceased on the court during the game. Um, so with that aspect, um, Ms. Bradley started a foundation and organization based in his name and uh, where she was uh, bringing CPR awareness to kids and, and parents uh, to be aware of this, this heart situation that our son had had and that wasn't aware of on the court. And then with that being said, she started an organization where basketball was a branch of the organization. Uh, hired my man Jason and uh, he kind of called me because I was, you know, kind of in the middle of of uh, being done with coaching football and just looking for my next my next endeavor in life and that's kind of how we hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> here's where the the part that a lot of folks that I've talked to uh, and if my man Aaron Session, I know you you listening, hey Big A, uh, the part that most folks uh, have the complexity with is the business. Yes. So when we connected, it was about the business. About the business. You're like, uh, man, we got kids, you know, <laughs> but we should be doing what the other organizations is doing around here. Yeah. We can get way more kids. Uh, I need the coaching staff. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do this, man, Cal. And I'm like, what? You got everything. Yeah. You have everything. Yeah. Um, at that time, and looking back now, because this is what three years ago, yes. you know, at that time, what was kind of your opinion of AAU and <laughs> and and just the whole climate of AAU and, and having because you were the director yeah. at the time as well. You weren't just coaching at this time when I met. Just explain at this time now, Marco's pretty much taking on every role of the organization, the day to day contact and parents, uh, uh, recruiting kids to come out, scheduling the tournaments, kind of, um, and and this is along with Monique. But he's the, the the guy in the trenches every day that everybody deals with, kids, parents, and all of the public. So at that point, what was kind of your energy about AAU and, and managing the club? Oh, man, Cal, as, you, <laughs> as you know, my energy was awful. Uh, and it's funny that, you know, me and you talk about this all the time because even though I was the guy uh, in the in the trenches, at, so to speak, it was almost like you believed it more than I did. You know what I mean? So at the time, my, my feelings about AAU were minimal. Uh, the participation with the program was minimal. And that goes from kids to parents to volunteer help. So my outlook on that situation at that time, which was just three years ago, was horrible. Yeah. I, I really didn't think it was possible at all. And, and we went to this problem. I mean, we would stay up late nights. We go to this problem like, man, bro, we got to look at it from this way. This angle, like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, a lot of that, 
at the time, as you, you say, like the participation, the parents, how difficult was it at the time to kind of get folks to understand what your intentions was? Like, what this is what I want the outcome to be. Because in football, you'd already, it was accomplished. You knew how to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why, why do you feel like it was it was a, a time, at the time, harder to translate a hey, basketball participation from the parents need to be like this? Yeah, well, as you know, uh, the other entities in the city were really pushing their brand. Um, you know what I mean? Without saying any names, but the other organizations that were around the Contra Costa uh, area at the time were, were really doing well. Yeah, there's um, quite a few. Yeah, and there's and there the, the competition is fierce. Um, so at that time, being from football and plus my style of coaching and you know governing an organization was more football based. So for parents and kids to see me in a basketball surrounding, and uh, even even my peers to see me in a basketball surrounding. I think at first, a lot of people straight out just didn't think I knew what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, oh, you ain't getting, oh, yeah, man, man. if it was football, I'd bring my kid to you. But it's basketball. Eh. Oh, yeah. You So, you know, in high school, I didn't really play any basketball. You know what I mean? So I can see where a lot of people just, you know, just were like, man, he don't know what he's doing. Now, on some real, what was kind of your outlook on other programs? Yes, they run good, but when you're looking at how the kids was playing and how other people was coaching, was you looking at it like, I could do that, but why ain't it happening like that? Or Exactly. You know, me and you yeah. would talk about this all the time. I would start, you know, going back and forth, uh, coming to see you, seeing other styles of basketball. Uh, me and you learn, you know, you, you, you're sharing different things with me about basketball. We're taking trips. We're seeing other yeah. styles of basketball. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to knock nobody's style of basketball, but at that point in time, that's where my confidence start start brewing because the, the quality of basketball that I was seeing didn't appear to be as high at as, all. as the quality of basketball that you were telling me it should be. Yeah. So at that point in time, I, I start finding a medium of where I can kind of get my foot in the door. And and for anybody, everybody that's listening, understand, it's a lot of times, you know, you'll see, because we're in the Bay Area, Sacramento area, like, man, it'd be super beautiful. Yeah. All the uniforms, the yeah. facilities, right. they organize, and the kids can even play pretty decent. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, I, I can recall what had me excited was how much athletic ability the kids had yes. that was out in Pittsburgh. Yes. And so I'm just like, man, these kids can beat anybody. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They can beat it. Nah, Cal, you should see these kids. And, and, and I had to learn, you know, you got to see what we playing at. Yeah. We playing at the Ultimate Fieldhouse uh, in Walnut Creek. And he would tell me like, nah, Cal, these kids, they know how to play. And I'm still, uh, <laughs> so now it's flipped. So we go in there and I coach the team and I get blown out. <laughs> <laughs> and so it bring us back to the place where okay wait a minute yeah so it's a reason why they look like this yes it's a reason why they play in these places now we're gonna get into how much is 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 it costing to do this yes yes and we give this back and forth of hey if you charge more marco they'll come out he's like nah if they ain't coming now <laughs> they exactly. definitely not gonna come exactly. when you charge more and so a part of it was us talking about us making sure we display what we really know how to do exactly 
you know. And if we if we put out that if we put that out there that hey, we really know the game and right. we know we know how to get your son better, and we're gonna make it fun, and they're gonna be able to make their high school basketball team. Right, right, right. So, so going forward, uh, what we did, uh, me and Cal kind of collaborated um, after that season. Uh, he gave me a lot of information on uh, where to find information on how to become a better director, a better coach. Oh, we just um, we just we just kind of just dove in. Too, yeah, we just like. kind of dove into it and uh, got better. Made the product, made the product better, and uh, since then, and the success has been uh, kind of high. Yeah, so we've had uh, uh, several several of our young guys, including his own son. Uh, leave, go away, Juco ball, college, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's exciting to see youngsters that have come through the program, uh, daddy at Wyoming, like right. come through, play ball, move yeah. on, and then have these relationships with them as they are older now. And uh, you didn't just, the kids didn't just advance. No. <laughs> <laughs> the kids didn't just advance. Um, we, we got, we got uh, an idea that it was kids all over the country that would like to meet us. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hence, coming forward with the podcast now, uh, these are the conversations him and I was having about how to do it at the highest level, how to really do it at the highest level and make it a point to focus in on attracting kids who are looking for that, attracting parents who look for that. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you branched out and went down south and start up Marco Bynum Elite? athletics out there yeah well about a year ago once again me and you were talking uh putting together a calendar and i believe last year we came up with the idea to host uh a a certain type of tournament that was going on yeah it's live y'all y'all know it (laughs) uh, to host the tournament that would be that would be uh that we would be putting on in the city park which is in pittsburgh california um, so me and Calvin were going about the logistics of doing that. And, uh, I don't know, like Cal, you were there. It just kind of seemed like the support from the city was minimal. Yeah. Um, it, they, they needed some love. Yeah. You know, I, we just didn't have enough hype at the time to really, to really get it going. So, uh, you know, you end up, uh, Getting a getting a nice gift with the girls, yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. that and you know what I mean, and, and and our other business partner ended up getting, you know, one ball going, and uh, what I did at the time was just kind of take a vacation so I can see where I was gonna, you know, kind of stick my foot in, in in the crew, and what happened was everything me and you, like <laughs> everything me and you talked about and kind of planned, end up coming together in the state of Mississippi. And I end up hosting one of the biggest tournaments that I've ever been a part of. Yeah. And, you know, just where we have to realize, like, we plan that for Pittsburgh. Yeah. For City Park. Yeah. For the gyms around. Like, oh, yeah. beautiful. And we, I mean, and it's not like it was a, like, oh, it was an idea. No, we already, when we said we planned it, we literally booked everything. Yeah. Planned ready everything. To ready to go. Uh, my, my, my coach. Keith Collins, who was our, our first interview, he calls me up and was like, hey, I need yeah. you to come back to the staff. Yeah. So I'd always said I would go back to being on a, a varsity staff or if I was with girls. Right. And it happened. 
Right. So, you know, I went all in. Again, this is all happening as based on, you know, the, just the energy of us talking about it, planning things out, and then we see what's going to happen next. And what ended up happening was I ended up getting hired to come to uh, Coach Varsity Ball. You go to Mississippi and hit me back with, with photos. <laughs> like, hey, it's going down. It's on. And we got to understand and realize that's success speak. We're going to keep broadcasting. Like I said, it's a lot of the sisters and brothers that I know that I work with closely or that I may follow and really admire the work that they do, but nobody really knows the impact that they're having. And I tell you all the time, I mean, you could actually have a prep school with all the young brothers that I've got a chance to meet. Right. Uh, uh, strictly just through you, whether it's got an opportunity to work with them or you, hey, this is, and a perfect example is brother Najee Harris. So like, hey, this right. is Najee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, Calvin. This yeah. is the next. This is the future right here. <laughs> yeah. And this kid right here, you have to, oh, he getting ready for the Olympics. Yeah. And, and, and it's important to recognize when you're sitting on goals. And I had to always tell Mark, hey, man, you got it all. <laughs> and and so and, and, and it kind of turned out like that when yeah. you got to Mississippi. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's when it that's, <laughs> that's when it all slapped me in the face uh, of how powerful um, and what type of a position that I was in to make impacts, not, on, not only on kids and parents in my area, but kids and parents nationally. Yeah. And that's kind of, where we are at now with this thing, trying to take this thing nationally and let all parents and all kids know that even the ones who don't have uh, the communication uh, upgrades, maybe to say, so to speak, that they need to get themselves out there, that these kids still have an avenue and a voice, whether it's through you or through me, to have an opportunity to get to the next level. And right now, you still, what you working with right now? What you working on right now? I mean, I know. You gotta, what you working on right now? You got to tell the people. Uh, well, right now, uh, Bynum Elite Athletic Training is in the midst of being born. Uh, this is a training service offered to our age groups between 17 and 20. Um, what it is, is an opportunity for you to enhance your skills and in the midst in the midst of enhancing your skills, you are showcasing your abilities to scouts and possible colleges uh, to have an opportunity to go. So if you come out and work with Final Elite Training, you're not just getting the best of the training, you're getting an opportunity to be seen from colleges, whether it be D1 down through JUCO. Now this is a message to everyone listening especially those of you that are listening and you are in Mississippi, okay? Specifically, Specifically. if you're in, in Mississippi, okay? Because uh, one of the things we want to be able to do is reach out to all places that actually need the services, places that we frequent and we visit because we have family to live in these places. You yes. know, we have family live in Atlanta. We have family live in Mississippi. So family in Texas, like you, you, you heard it. And now just actually tying all of that in and yes. connecting with everybody. Um, also, we talk a lot about presenting new opportunities to kids, you yes. know, and the families. Being from California and the fact that we go down south and right. those kids are looking for opportunities right. to get out of Mississippi and see something different and vice versa. Our right. kids out here looking to leave California and adventure out in the south. So, because uh, I know I have uh, a couple of kids um, 
that have taken those trips to Mississippi and went to college. Right. Uh, and enjoyed it. Right. Come back and be like, okay, I'm back at it, but I needed that experience to leave home. Right. Um, so if you're listening, make sure you tune in and tap in. Uh, before we get out of here, Mark, I want you to tell how can the folks get in touch with you? Um, well, they can look me up on lessons.com. I'm under Marco Bynum, lessons.com. Um, website should be up and running shortly. Bynum Elite Athletic Training.com. If it's not up now, it'll be up by the weekend. Uh, on, on those uh, social media links, uh, my phone number, address are listed. So please give me a call. Look me up on Facebook, Instagram, Marco Bynum, Bynum Elite Athletic Training. Uh, give me a call. Give me a try, man, if you're trying to get to the next level. Yeah, most definitely. And if you ever have a question about how to get in touch with any of the guests that come on and do an interview, you know you can just hit up Coach Cal B on Instagram, Coach Bryce Want the number one on Twitter, um, or just leave a voice message because you have the app downloaded and you drop me a line. Do the voice message and I can answer your questions. And we talk every day. So if you're really looking for him, you'd be able to find him. That's not going to be an issue. Hey, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate my brother coming onto the Thanks, air. Uh, this is not the last time you're going to hear this voice. So I'm introducing these important voices because we're going to be doing roundtables uh, that I think a lot of the coaches and parents, players will enjoy. That will be very candid conversations about what's going on in the whole world or what's going on in just sports world. Issues that we deal with on a regular basis. Uh, when people address us and we kind of keep it uh, politics and we don't answer it the way we want to. <laughs> Make sure you tune in for those. Those will be coming up very, very soon as we get ready to start our fall season, uh, uh, AAU seasons. And, I, you know, I'll be into our fall season for preseason for basketball. So you definitely will hear a lot of candid, yes, candid conversation when that goes down because we'll be in the thick of it. Uh, make sure you tune in like you always do for another episode of Success Speak, the podcast. Peace and love.